Today I want to talk about allowing God into our relationships. And to that end, uh, I want to read just a few verses from Matthew chapter 5 uh, and from verse 23 uh, to 26. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother or sister has something against you. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way or your adversary may hand you over to the judge and the judge may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. And we just read to there. It's a bit heavy, you know. I mean, if you didn't put anything in the plate today, you know, the prisoner <laughs> guy's outside waiting for you. <laughs> So let's talk about uh, allowing God into our relationships. Do people around you know that you're a Christian? Does your neighbor know? Do the people you work with know that you're a Christian? The people you meet in the shops? That's a good place. On the sports field, even better. And so on and so on. Or, put it another way, when we meet with people, do our lives tell the Jesus story? Now, I'm not talking about ha ha ha. I'm talking about do our lives tell the Jesus story? He was a local businessman uh, who was a Sunday school teacher uh, and trying to impress the class, which included his son, and he, was, he must have been a clown because no one in their right mind would do this. He tried to impress the class, said, why do you suppose that people call me a Christian? Deathly silence. He asked the question again, silence. Exasperated now, he says, surely one of you can give me a reason why people call me a Christian. His own son broke the silence. Dad, maybe it's because they don't know you. Oops. <laughs> the word Christian is used to describe a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ. People talk about the Christian church, the Christian faith, Christian this, Christian that. But I have a, I have a, 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 a message, I think, or a little secret. I believe that the average person in the street has no clue what a real Christian looks like. Do you know? Have you looked in the mirror? That's what a real Christian looks like. Many people profess to be Christians are not really Christian at all. And many who use the term don't really know what they mean by it. Most of us don't equate being Christian or Christianity with the life we live. That's what we do on Sunday. But Christians do more than that. It's not just about Sunday. Most of us don't equate Christianity with the life we live. And more seriously, people judge the Christian church by the examples they see in our lives. And that's a bit twitchy. I would think. Think about this. 
You can be born and raised in a Christian home. You can attend a Christian school. You can live by Christian principles, values, and norms. You can read a Christian Bible. You can worship every Sunday. You can even have a Christian worldview. All these things are the mark of a Christian. But they don't make a Christian. Those, all these things don't make a Christian. There's a difference between being a Christian in name and being a Christian in nature and in lifestyle. And I think as we lead up to our covenant service and as we're talking about this, you know, are we real Christians? And I don't think it's my place to tell you what a Christian is. I don't think it's your place to tell me. But you might be fascinated to know that in the Bible, the word believer is used over 80 times to describe Christians. The word saint is used 60 times. And the word disciple is used 30 times. So in the Bible, it seems to me that Christians are much more vital in God's world. Uh, than these other things. 2,000 years ago, the word Christian was a term of abuse. It was a term of derision and shame. But Christians took the name and turned it into a badge of honor. Do we, do our lives, or in a sense, are we badges of honor in terms of who or what we believe? In Acts 11.26, a Christian it says a Christian is someone saved by Christ. That's where it comes from. But of course, you, you know, we know this. And it happened in Antioch. Antioch was a pagan and yet it was a religious city. And Antioch was the center for the worship of Caesar. Interesting, hey? And it was in this pagan, unbelieving city that people began to notice certain people who walked differently, talked differently, lived differently than everybody else. They exhibited a character and a compassion they'd never seen before. And they began to call these persons Christians. In fact, the word Christian means little Christ. Did you know that? The word Christian means little Christ. So I'm looking at a room full of Little Christs. And I'm saying that with respect. Because that's exactly what it is. And then of course this raises the question, how does one become a Christian? Because that's what this is about. Think of it this way. A South African is a person who belongs to South Africa. That's not rocket scientist. Think of it this way. A Christian is someone who belongs to Christ with a major difference. We become South African because we're born in South Africa. We become, we become Christian by being born again. Which is why Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3.3, 3, unless you're born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. We need to be born again. But you have to be born twice to become a Christian. You've got to be born twice to become a Christian. Being born again is often referred to as being saved. Acts 16.30, what must I do to be saved? Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 
Romans 10, 13. God desires all people should be saved. 1 Timothy 2, 4. Saved from what? Saved from sin. We're all sinners. We're all born sinners and we all die as sinners. But Jesus comes to save us from our sins, past, present and future. And he comes to give us eternal life. And Christians know where they will be in eternity. And so, how are we doing? Am I a real Christian? Well, simply put, Christians are sinners, but they know it. Christians are forgiven sinners, and they know it. That's important. Christians are people who know that they are loved and accepted and forgiven. And that's a sermon in one line. Christians are people who know they are loved. Christians are people who know they are accepted and know and that they are forgiven. And they respond to this knowledge, this incredible love of God, because that's what it is. Christians respond to the love of God by acknowledging their sinfulness, by confessing it, by asking for forgiveness, by asking God to cleanse us, by asking God to empower us, by asking God to take residence in our lives and knowing that he does, do we? Do we? By asking God to take leadership in our lives, by putting our hand into God's hand, by seeking and searching for God's guidance. You know, this whole series that we've been doing uh, leading up uh, to, to the covenant service, this is what it's all about. Do we know who we are? Do we know whose we are? Do our lives tell the story of a risen Christ? Do our lives reflect all these things about forgiveness and cleansing and empowerment and so on? Are we putting our hand into God's hand, not just on Sunday morning? Are we seeking and searching for God's guidance and direction in our lives every day of our lives? Are we going out and living the kind of life that we say we are? Or a life that reflects who we say we are. Christians know that it's not what they do. But it's what God does in them that is just so important. Christians know that God wants only the best for their lives. In essence, one of the fundamentals we've probably never thought about. One of the reasons why we're sitting here right now. We're looking for God's guidance and God's direction in our lives. And then we go out and we live the kind of light that reflects who we say we are. Christians know that it's not what we do, but what God does in us that matters. That's the most important thing. Christians know that God only wants the best for us. Christians know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Christians know that God did not send his son into the world to judge, but to be its savior. Christians know that Jesus came to forgive, to save, to bless, to renew, to give us eternal life. I'm a Christian. Are you? 
Who will we tell? Who will I tell? Who will you tell? If we Christians, our lives need to tell the story. And so I think that it simply starts when we allow God uh, into our relationships. All the things that we do day by day. Relationships, not just me and my wife, me and my children or whatever. We need, we need God to be part of our relationships even as we sit here. Maybe you don't know the person sitting next to you this morning. But you're in relationship with them. Because we came together as Christians to worship. And it's so critical that we had to allow God into our relationships. There's no other way that I can tell you. All I need to know is, are our lives telling the Jesus story? And so, let's pray. I'm doing this in the first person. Today I just have the sense that someone along the way, because you are here, because you, the Holy Spirit, has spoken in a particular area in our lives, and right now it's your choice to do business with God. Right now it's your chance to choose life in the kingdom. Maybe you're dealing with angry attitudes and contempt whether it's a marriage or a friendship, a small group, business relationship, and it's you that is withdrawing. You can be the same room with a person and you're not connecting with them. Maybe you're married and you realize that this just makes you more vulnerable. Oh God, I want to deal with it before I do much more damage. God, in our relationships we tend to exaggerate the truth. We puff ourselves up, we build up, and we deceive you. And Maybe we just want to say, God, I just want to start being a person of my word. And just say yes to you. Lord, maybe we don't know who or where to love. Maybe we don't know how to forgive. Maybe we don't know how to give something away. Oh God, lead us to where you want us to be. And Lord, especially today, we think of the folk who are near to us and dear to us, whether they be here or far away. And we come to light little candles uh, that just make a statement that we're holding up the people who are special in our lives to you. So thank you. Thank you for your word to us today, O oh God, and be with us now as we continue and as we light these candles, uh, which are so special. May they always be a symbol of your love, O oh God. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.